Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. everybody and welcome along to IMSA Radio's live and exclusive commentary and coverage of the uh, IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge for the Lime Rock Part 120. A bit of bonus coverage for you on this Fast Friday. Don't often uh, or always get to do the Pilot Challenge qualifying but delighted to say that we uh, have coverage for you today due to the uh, condensed nature of this weekend here at Lime Rock Park. I'm John Hindall in the Hackney Global Broadcast Centre. Jeremy Shaw is alongside me. Shea Adam is down on pit lane. Two sessions, 15 minutes apiece, 12 TCR cars about to come out and set the grid for their part of the grid. Then we'll have the GT4s, that's the GS category. Another 15-minute session for them. And it's all live and exclusive here on IMSA Radio. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Uh, well, good afternoon for those of you here at Lime Rock Park. Just uh, 19 minutes before five o'clock in the afternoon. That is ooh, uh, coming up to a quarter to 11 if you're in uh, Europe, a quarter to 10 in the UK on a Friday night. I'm told it's been a really beautiful day and the last few days in the UK have been lovely and across Europe temperatures are climbing really pleasant here uh, with the track temperature at 120 Fahrenheit that is 49 Celsius so just dropping back a little bit from the highs of 50 and above this afternoon air temperature 30 Celsius that's 86 Fahrenheit so toasty sheer Adam for this qualifying session and we have a round dozen TCR cars ready to go. What's been happening and where are the storylines? Well, we'll try and get back to share in just a moment or two. Uh, Jeremy Shaw, uh, as I said, 12 cars here, uh, which is a decent uh, a decent turnout. Uh, as ever, it's the Hyundai Elantris uh, who are the most numerous. Uh, half the field, in fact, uh, are the South Korean manufacturer. Yeah, and uh, we've seen uh, the uh, we've seen a really good battle this season in TCR. 
we've had uh, hunt we've got four manufacturers hyundai alpha honda uh, and audi and uh, audi is the only manufacturing yet to win a race this season but they've certainly been uh, fast on more than one occasion they've had uh, uh, a couple of fastest laps in each of the last two races so uh, hopefully they can turn that around and get the first win here this morning in the, in the second session a little while ago in the second session of the day they had two free practices today and uh, mikey taylor was second for in, in, overall in a tcr car for much of that second session he, he slipped down the order towards the end but uh, i think uh, yeah it's it's a it's a super competitive class and it's going to be the same in qualifying john uh let's uh check in with Sheer adam and uh, down in the pit lane an excited uh, an excited TCR grid ready to go. You got some uh, qualifying drivers for us, here? Drivers that we are expecting to see. Now, who to keep an eye on in this session, though? The 33 Brian Herta Autosport. That car has won the last two races on the bounce with Robert Wickens and Mark Wilkins behind the wheel. They don't have a pole position yet so far on the year, though. They know how to win from the back. Let's see if they could do it from the front of the field as well. But the fastest car through both of the practices today, keep an eye on that 17 at JDC Miller Motorsport Audi. It will be Chris Miller doing the qualifying. He knows how to get pole positions. Mikey Taylor will bring it to the checkered flag tomorrow. But we are moments away from the green flag being shown. Another car, though, to keep an eye on the alpha it hasn't shown the outright pace so far today but that mighty number five it will be quick during this qualifying just seven corn just seven corners here jeremy because we don't use the chicane at the uphill this is the i suppose you'd call it the classic circuit at, at lime rock park all the way around the the outer run like just like back in the old days Absolutely right. Yeah, you used the uphill here and that uh, that crest uh, over the rise there that uh, we saw. Well, I've seen cars there backflip back in the old GGP days a long, long time ago. They used to carry massive speed through uh, through the, the right hander there, leading up to, uh, through the uphill uh, and over that crest there. And the air got underneath the front of them and flipped them over. It was terrifying. But um, so th that's the main reason when when the prototypes came here years after that. Uh, that the the uh, that chicane was put in to slow them down. These cars, they don't have uh, that amount of speed, grunt, uh, or anything else. So yeah, the, the risk of them uh, taking air through that section is uh, minimal. So yeah, that's the track they're using here, and uh, it's it certainly I think it's better for these cars, I, I, I believe. Uh, but it, uh, it 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 really means there's only one major overtaking opportunity on this track when it comes down to the races. But then, of course, racers always find a way to overtake, if at all possible, don't they? Oh, do they ever. Do they ever. <laughs> the other thing we should say, Jeremy, we've seen this before here uh, at Lime Rock Park, Connecticut, um, is that these TCR cars, particularly in the first part of the track, they're every bit as quick through the corners. The the GT4s, the GS cars, don't have a huge amount of downforce. Some, um, they're very powerful, but every body panel on the TCR cars is tuned to give downforce. So through the, the twisty bits, they, they can put just as good sectors in as the GT4 cars. Very true. Uh, and uh, and if, if the... Uh weather conditions would turn nasty then uh, the odds are that a DCR car could be well out on top as I said Mikey Taylor was quickest was second quickest overall in some of that previous session he was actually pipped towards the end not only by a bunch of GS cars but also by uh, Carl Whitmer who turned a really good lap in the Victor Gonzalez Honda 
to go fastest in TCR in that last session. That's the fastest car of the session of the day so far, number 99. But it'll be Victor uh, from Puerto Rico who will qualify that car. He's not quite as quick as uh, as Carl, but uh, he's he's pretty fleet, and he's certainly looking for a good qualifying performance in that car, number 99 car this afternoon. Pretty fleet. I like that, Jeremy. Very good. Um, in, te- in terms of who can qualify, any Sheer Adam is down uh, in the pit lane. Any uh, any regulations about what uh, what colour of driver in terms of their precious metal can qualify these cars, Sheer? Nope, nope. It is open. It is a minimum drive time of 40 minutes for both drivers in the course of the two-hour race, but you may choose to start whichever driver you would like in your car in both of the classes. Um, But it should be noted also that there are no platinum drivers allowed in this series. Yeah, that is a very good point. Thank you, Shea, for reminding us all about that. Victor Gonzalez goes to the top of the 55.8. Not a one bit at 55.8. That's a 55.8. Uh, so uh, normally we we abbreviate lap times. At Le Mans, we talk about 24.6s. That's three minutes, 24.6. Various places, it's two or one or whatever. But here, it is sub one minute at the sharp end of the TCR field. It'll be a, w- a wee bit quicker for the GS cars and uh, already Harry Gottsacker at the top with a 54.8 Jeremy what's what sort of times have the guys been putting in earlier on this week oh I better turn you in the two sessions (laughs) the fastest happened in the two sessions we've had today a a 54.544 for uh, Chris Miller in the uh, TCR number 17 that's the car he shares with uh, with Mikey Taylor Uh, that uh, was actually in the first. Wait a minute, fifty. Yeah, fifty-four, four, nine, four. Big fun. Fifty-four, four, nine, four for Carl Whitmer in the in the second session of the day. The lap record for qualifying was Michael Lewis in a Hyundai back in 2019. 54.034 for pole position last year. Tyler Gonzalez in, in also in a Hyundai Veloster was a 54.2. So that's the benchmark for which they were aiming this afternoon. So uh, the Hyundai uh, Veloster is still here for Rory van der Stur. That car developed by Brian Herner Autosport because the i30N wasn't available here in the US. But the majority, the five of the six Hyundais are the Veloster N. N being the motorsport and performance version of Hyundai uh, Motorsports Division and uh, the Hyundai Motorsport Group based in Germany and they have in particular done very well thank you very much in World Touring Cars here in IMSA and of course in the World Rally Championship just the noise of the wastegate chattering as these little two litre four cylinder turbo charged and he's putting out around about 330 plus horsepower in IMSA trim all front wheel drive the category is very closely policed and uh, there's no massive advantage in terms of the engine tuning. Cars have to be four or five doors, either a saloon or a hatchback, or a sedan or a hatchback, I suppose I should say here. Uh, and, and as I say, it has to be front-wheel drive, no rear-wheel drive cars allowed. Got a bit of drafting going on between two of the Hyundais out there. Mason Felipe out on the circuit, and the uh, number 77 has got one of his teammates right up his 
tailpipes as they come through the final corner and onto the start finish line. I'm not sure it's the old uh, Formula Ford no toe, no front row here, Jeremy, but there will be an advantage uh, if you can make it work. But chore- choreographing that f- following closely and then getting the bets draft onto the front straight, that is, uh, that's not that easy. And in fact, we've just seen the number two car go wide. That's AJ Muss at the end of the first corner and he may have just got a little bit of aero push there on the front of his Hyundai following in behind the 77 so closely. Yeah, out onto the dirt and the grass there, so that's certainly going to cost him some time on this lap. But uh, you're right, you can get a little bit of a draft around here. That can help you for sure. There is uh, the fastest lap of the day so far turned now by Rory van der Stur in the older Hyundai Veloster. So the only Veloster in the field against the the phalanx of Elantra ends. There's... uh, Six Elantra ends, one Veloster. It's the Veloster fastest, 54.415 for young Rory. Uh, that's another team that's had zero luck this season in that uh, van der Stur racing entry. He and Tyler Gonzalez, uh, two youngsters there. Rory van der Stur is just 22 years of age. Tyler, has, uh, well, he's coming up for his 18th birthday every next week, actually. On the 19th, it's that uh, Tuesday, be his birthday. Uh, so uh, youngsters there, but the number 77 car, which AJ Musk was trying to follow, we've had seven races in the season. Sorry, this is the seventh race of the season. So we've had six races this year. That number 77 car has been on pole for four of them. Spin for Preston Brown in the Belgard and Technisail Audi in between the end of the big bend and into the left-hander and before the right-hander, the first and second parts of the S is there. And he's staying out the way, trying to clean off his uh, Michelin Pilot slick tyres. As through goes the Hyundai. Yeah, we've got top five cars now covered by 0.122 of a second. Robbie Wickens, winner of the last two races. Unbelievable. In that number 33 car, goes fastest by 0.003 over Harry Gottsacker in number 98 car. Mason Phillippe is right there as well, just 0.074 away. Uh, Rory van der Stur is another 0.0009 away. And Michael Johnson uh, in rounds out the top five. Uh, 0.039 behind Rory van der Sur. So that's pretty darn impressive, isn't it, that close? And remarkably, two drivers in the top five there who are both uh, running with hand controls. Just yeah. remarkable by both both of those two guys. Rob Wickens, of course, he's got all the headlines winning those two races recently. But Michael Johnson, is uh, that's pretty impressive front for him as well. He got him 54, fifth fastest at the moment. Uh, and Wickens has gone quicker again, down to a 54.048. That's opened up in this context. A huge gap of 0.287 of a second, nearly three tenths. Gottsacker comes into the pits. It, sorry, Gottsacker comes into the pits. I don't know why, where my voice went there, but only bats and dolphins could hear me for a moment there. <laughs> Uh, Harry Gonzaga has pitted at the number 98 from second. Remember, they can't uh, do any changes to these cars, so maybe just letting everything cool down a little bit. It is uh, still... Well, actually, track temperature's gone up since the the start of the session. It's now 51 Celsius, 124 Fahrenheit, 84 Fahrenheit in the air, 29 Celsius. So it's toasty uh, out there at the moment. Five and a half minutes to go. Uh, to Brian Hurt, uh, Autosport, Elantra's uh, at the top. Michael Johnson racing Elantra in 
third. Mason Felipe for Brian Herter, Autosport Atlanta in fourth position, and then the Veloster in fifth. The first non-Hyundai is Chris Miller in the Unitronic, uh, number uh, 17 Audi RS3 LMS. That is the older version now. The, there is an evil version of that Audi that's uh, out, which is uh, distinctively different both in body uh, in bodywork mainly. There's one or two little uh, under the changes under the skid as well, but the drivetrain uh, remains similar. Out on track at the moment, Michael Johnson trying to improve. That's the yeah. Hyundai with the blue front, but it's, it's black and red and it's red and white rather for the rest of it. The number 54 just going up the uphill now, Jeremy. Yeah, that is, that is also run by Brian Herder's team. So it's run under the Michael Johnson Racing with the Brian Herder Autosport. So uh, that team got one, two, three, four at the moment. Michael Johnson did improve uh, on his previous lap. So he's got up to third now from fifth. So he, he sort of, he, he's ahead of Mason Philippi, which is pretty darn impressive. Mason's been on the pole uh, twice already this season, number 77 car. So Michael uh, has gone up to uh, a third position. And Michael... Look, Robbie Wickens just uh, he just did four laps in that session. He went out after everybody else, just turned four laps, laid down that lap, brought it into the pits, uh, job done. Um, we know how good Robbie Wickens is. You know, he's he's been that uh, throughout his career, which of course was uh, dramatically uh, changed after that horrific crash at Pocono several years ago now. But uh, Michael Johnson being paralysed just makes it really difficult. To, to, to get to feel to the car. So Michael finds it particularly difficult in qualifying where you really need to go out there, get the feel for the car, lay down the best lap when the cut tires are at their best. So for Michael there, on his eighth lap was his fastest time. That's a pretty impressive performance to be only one hundredth slower than Harry Gottsacker, oh. who's just ahead of him. And Harry uh, also this year uh, has already been uh, on the on the pole position in that uh, number 98 car as well. So great effort there for Michael Johnson. But uh, Robbie Wicketts, hats off once again to him. Looks like he's going to have his first pole position in this series. Yeah, Robert, just four laps on the mission and tyres that he'll start the race on tomorrow. The Lime Rock Part 120 will have that for you live in sound and vision. Of course, if you're here at the trackside, you've got a double dose of IMSA action tomorrow. Then the ability to get back home on Sunday. Thanks for being with us here at Trackside uh, at Lime Rock Park. Uh, IMSA Radio tomorrow uh, we'll have coverage on uh, Sirius XM uh, as well. Uh, I'll check that through. It's normally 207 but I have to say I haven't uh, checked that yet for the main race tomorrow as we have that right throughout the season. Everybody's in the pits with two minutes to go. Uh, I suspect that that's people saving tyres, but by far the best use of the equipment by Robert Wickens on pole position at the moment by almost three tenths of a second uh, from Gottsacker, then Johnson, then Mason Felipe. Uh, sitting further down that I think they would like is the uh, Taylor Hagler uh, number one car, last year's champions, hence the number one, sitting in ninth position and a second away on a 54-55 uh, second lap. That uh, perhaps is not the true uh, the true pace of that car. And 11 laps on the tyres. One or two people have, Jeremy, tried very hard to wring a lap out of 
uh, out of themselves, the cars and the tyres. Uh, but uh, there are some bigger gaps further down that 12-car field. Yeah, true. And, you know, Taylor, she generally qualifies in the, in the tops of you know, six or eight. Uh, so that would be disappointing for her to be down in ninth position, that's for sure. But uh, that, that uh, you know, with Michael Lewis, who's a, uh, the, the, uh, the qualifying lap record holder here, or was up until now, um, oh, no, he still is, actually, by 0.014 of a second. <laughs> 54.034 was Michael's uh, poll time from uh, 2019. Uh, 54.048 is what Robbie Wickens has done, so he might be ruined that. He might have liked to have done another lap, perhaps. But, look, he's going to look after those tyres for the race. Um, but, uh, yeah, for Taylor uh, and Michael Lewis, they, they, as you say, defending serious champions are also leading a points coming into this weekend. They've had uh, four second place finishes in the four in the six races so far this year haven't yet won a race but do need the points by but by only 40 uh, 1690 to 1650 over Roy Block and Tim Lewis Jr in the Alpha and they qualified down in 11th position today uh, Robbie Wickens he's only 90 points out of the lead now um, uh, in third position actually tied on points with Harry Gottsacker and Parker Chase in another of Brian Herder teams. They've also got uh, 1,600 points, but uh, two wins for Robbie Wickens uh, to the one for Gottsacker and Chase. Now, you might be wondering why nobody's going out. They are saving their uh, tyres their for the Lime Rock Part 120 tomorrow. Also, why is nobody touching the cars? They're not allowed to. So they're just waiting for the chequered flag to come out, which it has just done. And then we will see Robert Wiggins head down to the end of pit lane where Shea Adam is waiting. Marvellous, marvellous. Two sectors uh, in magenta, which uh, indicates the best time of everybody. Uh, Fastest third sector, interesting, is is the shortest sector. It's just 13 seconds. That went to Rory van der Stur, Jeremy, in the van der Stur Racing Veloster. Yeah, good effort by uh, by Rory. That's basically just uh, the, the downhill, uh, and uh, you know, carry speed through that uh, that right hander onto the front straight. So, uh, excellent effort by uh, by Rory. Uh, he was quickest uh, initially, but ended up with a top five position on the grid. But still, you know, that's he's good. He's still within a tenth of a second of the front row time. So, good effort by Rory van der Stur there as well. So, handbrake let off as. Robbie yeah. is coming down he, the pit lane. He's just driving with so much confidence right now, isn't, of course, he? isn't he, Robbie? I mean, yeah, he was fast uh, right from the start in these cars. He had a, a, a shakedown test last year with Brian Herder's team at Mid-Ohio. Absolutely loved it. And, you know, the, everybody put their heads together after that to make this deal possible for this season. Um, he's been a bit unlucky at qualifying so far this season, uh, has, has Robbie. But, uh, you know, this, this is his best. He's, he's been uh, on the uh, uh, front row of the grid at... Uh, Sebring, he also qualified third at Watkins Glen, went on to win that race. Mm. Last time, Adacos didn't get to qualify at all because they had a problem in the car at uh, Canadian Time Motorsport, but they had to start last, but came through to win that race. I, I'm just, I'm just thinking, um, you know, it's been a few, it's been a very big few weeks for Robbie Wiggins. He's taken his his first victory, his second victory, his first pull, and he's become a father uh, as well. So, I mean, this has been a, a ridiculously hectic time for him. He had to actually fly back from doing some uh, some 
uh, media duties, didn't he, from CTMP no. to actually uh, go, go to, his, to, to the birth of his child? Not quite. He actually drove back to Indianapolis, oh, really? I believe. From no Troy, way. yeah, he'd been doing all sorts of media stuff at Troy. He drove down, I think, I think, with his, uh, with his, the, with the, the in-laws, with the parents, uh, with uh, his wife's parents, and drove down to Indianapolis so they could all be there for the birth. They got there uh, with a few hours to spare. It was an overnight drive. Uh, got down there uh, and then flew back to Indianapolis, uh, from Indianapolis to Toronto for the race. Uh, on Saturday a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, it's been a huge couple of few weeks for Robbie and uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Brilliant effort, though, today. Hey, His first pole position. I, I said it earlier on, form is temporary, class is permanent. Yeah. He's a winner. He's always been a winner. It doesn't matter what he does. Um, he is competitive and he's proved it once again in the last few weeks, being able to uh, learn new skills. Not the easiest thing to do but he's just seen it as another challenge and fair play to Robert Wiggins who is uh, just composing himself after that uh, qualifying session down at the end of pit lane and uh, there's a few bits and pieces the, uh, uh, that uh, have to be done for the formalities and a few pictures Shea Adam is down there Shea we'll, we'll hand it over to you and once uh, Ro- Robbie is uh, ready I'll let you jump in there well, Robbie, it's been a great couple of weeks for you. Your first IMSA win, your birth of your first child, now first pole and second IMSA win. So it's not too bad. How's everything coming together? You saved a lot in the tires, but the first thing you did when you got out of the car was make sure there's still rubber on the Michelins. You happy with that lap? Yeah, I was happy. I mean, I pushed a lot. I wanted to make sure I didn't grain the left front because that seems to be pretty vital right now. Um, but no, great job by everyone at Brinehurt Autosport. The Hyundai Elantra and TCR car has been really amazing the last few races. We've really got it dialed in. And... Uh, this place is amazing. You have to really commit for the lap. There's a lot of high-speed corners, and it's been a treat so far, so we're really looking forward to it. Have you ever raced here before? I, I don't think you have. In a prior life, yeah. I did a, in Formula BMW, I raced here in uh, 2006, I think. Um, so it's been, it's been a minute, but it feels really good. Hey, congrats on this first poll. Good luck in the race tomorrow. Thank you very much. Yeah, the, uh, the strategy is going to be very interesting for the TCR cars. Um, because we've got 12 TCR cars, we have 22 GS cars, and uh, that it means that the guys at the at front of the field uh, in TCR, and Robbie will be starting that car, uh, will be right into the back of the GS field very quickly through the opening part of the lap, because there's two, two reasons. One, they're very good through the twisty pits, Two, they warm up the front tyres, which are the most important tyres, really quickly. So Robbie's going to have to have his wits about him yeah. uh, tomorrow. 22 cars round here. Well, we've we've seen 20... What did we have? 24... Uh, no, tw- 15 cars, didn't we? 15 cars for the WeatherTech Championship. And we'll, we'll have the qualifying in sound and vision for you, whether you're here in the US or farther afield, uh, in... A wee while, around about half an hour's time. Uh, this is going to be, this is going to be a bit of a street fight, Jeremy, isn't it, round here? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, uh, just going back to Robbie Wilkins, by the way. In, in 2006, uh, yes, he did race here. He also scored his first win here at Lime Rock Park in that Formula BMW uh, team. Uh, there were two races that weekend. The second race was won by Simona De, De Silvestro, by the way, uh, which is rather cool. Robbie went on to win the championship that season. Some really good drivers in that field. 
Uh, aside from Simona, Stefano Coletti, who had some success later on, Daniel Mored uh, was there as well in that field, and uh, Sebastian Saavedra, who had some success later on as well, amongst others, in a, uh, a, yeah, a full field of Formula BMW that year in 2006. Uh, John Dubetz for RS1 will have to come yeah. through for a drive-through. He's left the uh, pit lane box too early. Yeah, that. I think that John Capestro Dubetz. Ah, I don't right. know where this Dubetz thing has come from. It, it's the same in Lamborghinis. This is the same guy who drives in Lamborghinis. Right. Uh, and uh, he, he, he has made some starts in the uh, Mission, was now the Mission Pilot Challenge before. Uh, and he has actually raced here at Lime Rock in this series. It was the, uh, it was a, slightly different guys but then back in 2011 and 2012 he raced here did, did, did john jcd as he's better from san diego uh, and uh, it's, it's been a while but he's got this opportunity to join uh stephen mcleer in this rs1 porsche this weekend and clearly taking it with both hands because he was uh, quickest in the second practice session wow. just a little bit earlier this afternoon was john capestro who bets in that kind of 28 uh, JCD is, is, is catching on with me. Uh, anything yeah. like short people's names yeah. to as people know from down through the uh, So finding a wee bit of a gap here is going to be premium. Uh, let's see what we can do. Not at the moment. Uh, none of these cars at the moment have gone quicker than Robert Wiggins, but let's see how they get on. What times are we looking for, Jeremy? What do we think the GSs should be doing round here? Robbie's just done a 54-0, which is, is nice and quick for the 12 that went out. What do we think uh, we should be looking for for the GSs? Well, the fastest time earlier today was by John Capestro de Betsy in at number 28 Porsche. A one, oh, excuse me, I said one, one again. 53.731. <laughs> the, uh, the qualifying lap record was stands to Owen Trinkler in the Mercedes, a 53.963, that was back in 2019. Pole time last year was Patrick Gallagher in an Aston Martin of 54.1. So already quicker than that in this session. It's Jeremy Shaw and John Hindhoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre Sheer Adam down on pit lane. That new lap record there. There's a new lap record already. for Kenton Cook already. Second flying lap here. Wow. 53.939 there for the uh, number 56 Marula Racing Mercedes. Kenton back in the car this weekend. He wasn't available. He, he won the last time he drove this car, which was at Watkins Glen, sharing with, with Eric Voss. It wasn't available for the most recent race at Canadian Time Motorsport Park. So Mark Miller filled in pretty impressively. <laughs> I would say won the race again. So uh, that team very much on, on a uh, on a roll here in the in the last few rounds. Yeah, Kenton was uh, driving in Europe for a previous commitment, and as uh, obviously wasn't going to break that. The team understood fact, that knew that before. So let me correct myself there. Uh, it, the, the last time he drove this car was at Watkins Glen, where where he won in this car. Uh, was uh, at, at Mid Ohio, so yes. yeah. Yeah, that I mean, but they're having a, a fine run of form, Marilla Racing, in these yeah. orange, metallic orange cars. That uh, that's right. They've got three of them in the race. Uh, Alfredo Nagy though goes to the top. This has wow. been a really good run of form, and certainly the speed is coming for these GR, the, the Gazoo Racing 
Super GT4s, run by Rally Motorsport here. And Alfredo Nagri is um, one of the drivers who we've seen more often than not uh, in this car. Has been a, um, a, a bit of a movable feast for who, who he's been driving with. But this is a really interesting, uh, a really interesting project for Riley and from uh, Toyota in South America. GR Gazoo Racing, of course, they race the that's the rally cars uh, and the WEC cars as well. Gazoo. Racing coming from the name of a used car website that Akio uh, uh, Toyota started many, many years ago. He's miles ahead of his time. And uh, GT and the GR Racing, Gazoo Racing brand put onto the racing team. So this Latin America uh, GR Super GT4 at the top of the fire with a 53.7, Jeremy. Massively impressive. Uh, Alfredo, you're right, he, he's, done, he's done most of the races in this car. Wasn't available last time out at uh, North of Border, uh, but uh, the, the, the last time he drove this car was at Watkins Glen. He qualified on the front row there. He's already a bit of a, a, a folk hero in his native Dominican Republic, having had a couple of podium finishes early in the year. Then qualified second at Watkins Glen. Unfortunately, they, they didn't get the result they'd really probably deserved at Watkins Glen True but that. here he is now potentially looking at his first pole position that would be a real feather in his cap that's uh, for Alfredo Nadri in that kind of a 14 he's from he's 45 years of age from Santo Domingo in the D Dominican Republic beautiful part of the world uh, and if you've ever had the opportunity to go down there Nola Sports 47 that's Matt Travis in that car in the yellow and blue livery uh, this weekend for the 47 car just coming on to the front straight as ah uh, the aforementioned RS1 looks like this might be a Porsche track then the 718 GT4 um, JDC or JCD rather has gone through in the number 28 uh, at a 53.9 so every time we get a new lap now a new fastest lap now Jeremy that's going to be a new qualifying record Yes, it is. It, it is indeed. And uh, that's a, a great run there by uh, John Capestro de Betts. Uh, 28 car, 53.69. Run again, the fastest time earlier on today, 53.731. Uh, and uh, the lap record now will in the rear view mirror. Uh, and who's uh, jumping up to third place was... Uh, mm. Trevor Andrusco just improved Jeremy to sixth. I should just mention that Robert Robert Wickens is still fifth yeah. in the times. Now he won't start fifth because they'll start all the GSs ahead of all the TCRs, and that's what I was talking about earlier on, Jeremy. Because Robert Wickens at the moment has got the fifth quickest car. Yeah, you talked about it. How quick these uh, these TCR cars are, and and particularly with some of the uh, the the. the uh, lesser experienced drivers in the gs cars uh, there's a good you know quite a few of them are quicker than uh, than those gs cars so uh, th th there will be a split start to this race so the tcr field will line up behind all the gs cars as a respectful distance so <laughs> you, can't, the... you can't drop them that far back jeremy on this yeah. lap I no, tell you you. Can't. well that's it that's a very very good point john you're absolutely right uh, but uh, and uh, yeah the the, the Hope that the hope then is that by the time the TCR cars catch the tail end of the leading GS, the GS cars will at least be sort of spread out a little bit. Uh, so it'll make uh, it won't be it won't be uh, 
quite the propensity for accidents that there were when they ran all as one group start. And, and just to underline how quick the TCR cars are in the first part, the twistiest part of the lap, Robert Wiggins's sector time is still quicker than any G GS car, including the pool sitting, the provisional pool sitting car. He, he's about a tenth or thereabout. We're not talking about huge margins here, but that just puts it in perspective that that, that is still the quickest car. Robert Wiggins is the quickest car in the first sector here at Limerick. Wow. Into the yeah. pits then for the uh, Riley Motorsports Alfredo Nadri driven uh, Supra. Yeah, so he's going to have to settle for second again then. We're all the top contenders now in the pits already. The top uh, four cars uh, are all in the pits. John Capestro, Debetsi, car number 28. The Porsche, the Toyota of Alfredo and Adrian, it's car number 14. The Mercedes of Kenton Cook, he's just brought that uh, number 56 car onto pit lane. Also, Hugh Plum in the Porsche, car number 46, also is in the pits. So, Trevor Andrusco is the only one of the top six, yeah, seven cars, I guess, he, uh, still out on the racetrack. So coming round to the last four minutes, one or two drivers still trying to improve. Coming across the line now, Turner BMW with the Porsche right in front of us. That's the number 95 car that uh, is going through for Turner, and the car that it was sitting behind was the number 93 Mark Siegel car barn with Peregrine Porsche. 7.18, 96 now just going down into the first corner, so two Turner cars here uh, again, Dylan McEvan in the 95 is in 8th in GS 9th overall the 96 where's the 96 ah, it's Finn Barletta down in 17th, uh, 26th overall uh, in that car just going through, FCP Euro Number 55, it's the Liquid Molly white, blue and black car. It's the EMG. That one just heading down no name at the moment. Yeah, and you, you mentioned there you know, two tournaments what BMWs in this race. Of course, uh, Bill Oblin and Dylan McEvan did not take the start at Canadian uh, yes, Time Motorsport Park. Uh, because they had a shunt, uh, Dylan had a shunt in, uh, in the first day of practice, and they were unable to get that car repaired again. So, uh, major blow to that team's championship aspirations, of course, because they were right in the thick of it prior to that. Uh, and uh, so that's going to pretty much take them out of it, I think. But uh, they're down in uh, 12th position in the points, so yeah, for 700 behind. So that's more than well, it's two full, two two wins away from the lead, but. Uh, back again this weekend shows, well done for that team just shows you how competitive this championship is Jeremy that you can't afford to have a single bad race and you certainly can't afford to have a last place finish or a, in that case a non-start I mean that that's just disastrous in this championship because this is a deep field in terms of talent and competitiveness yeah well you did absolutely right very very, very true um, it is uh, super deep deep and you know, there's more of a, a gap between the, the lap times now with some of the uh, non-professional drivers at the wheels. But uh, as we saw last time out, well, in every race, the, the final stages are super intense and extremely competitive. 
really, really tight racing is the norm in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Down to the last uh, 70 seconds or thereabouts, through goes the rumbling V8 of a Ford Mustang, not just any Ford Mustang, it was the number 877, Sheena Monk in the JG Wentworth racing car, 14th in GS at the moment. And in the top 20, by the way, we have seven TCR cars. So again, just underlining how efficient the TCR cars are around this short circuit. Not quite half, but not far away from half of the top 20, Jeremy, are TCR cars. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Um, and, and Robbie's time still would have been good enough for fifth, fifth, fifth overall. He's been yeah, delighted really. by that. He's, yeah, yeah. that he's, hey, listen, he was he was revved up already for getting pole position. He's watching that now thinking, oh, yeah, I'd have been on the inside of row three. Thanks very much indeed. Thanks very much indeed. And still nobody's built, beat his, uh, beaten his first sector time. He is the quickest car in sector one. And the next quickest car in sector one is actually Michael McCann for McCann Racing uh, with a 22.811. And, my, and uh, Robbie did a 22.777. Checkered flag is out. So we'll see those cars that are still left peeling into the pit lane. In fairness, quite a lot of cars have just skimming down through the top times the leading Porsche eight laps out there ten laps for Alfredo Nagri for Riley Motorsports Kenton Cook nine eight for Team TGM Hugh Plum outside of row two uh, for Team TGM they'll be looking to get uh, a good result here this weekend and Hugh will be happy with that I would have thought Jeremy yeah, I did certainly. This is uh, your best qualifying uh, for for quite a while for for the Plum Brothers. Still looking uh, for that uh, elusive 50th podium finish uh, for for Matt Plum. Uh, it, it was Hugh that qualified that car today, but his brother Matt, uh, who's a a, a former series champion, just here. Just, just while we're waiting for uh, our pole sitter to get out the car, I've just done a quick skim down. How about this for, uh, in, in my part of the world, the northeast, not of, of this country, but the northeast of the UK, um, we talk about people being canny. It means that they've, they've marshaled their resources and been a bit clever sometimes. Kenny Marillo, uh, in the number 72 Marillo uh, racing AMG, has done three laps. So that's an out lap, a flying lap, and an in lap. <laughs> so he's going to have really fresh Michelins for the race tomorrow. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty impressive. That's that's the good news. The bad news is he's going to starting in the 11th position in yeah. GS. So yeah, so five some, rows back. Six yeah. rows back, yeah. That's a, that's a fair point. Uh, but, that, uh, you know, looking at, uh, I suppose, looking at risk versus reward about yeah. what he's got to do. Well, we have a new pool sitter in GS, uh, RS1 and Porsche and Shea Adam. Is with him now. John, that was quite a performance out there. I mean, they sent the car too early, so then you were waiting in the Michelin RFID Raiders. That had to be extra minute of, oh, no, drive-through penalty and still the fastest lap. How was qualifying for you? You know, it started off exciting. Uh, definitely wasn't expecting uh, the penalty, but uh, we got released a little early, and that, that came our way. Um, heading into the session, we were feeling very confident. So honestly, even with the drive-through, we felt like we still could get it done. And thankfully we did. 
It was a good session, but the Porsche, as far as race trim is concerned, do you think it's going to be a winner tomorrow? You know, I think track position is really going to play a key role into tomorrow's race. So getting pole position today was definitely uh, our goal. And so I think as long as we're out front, we're definitely going to battle with those Mercedes uh, and uh, maybe some Astons. But I think we'll be good in the end. Congrats on today. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hi to my family at home. And now the pressure's on, John, because the last time Stephen McAleer's co-driver got pole in the GS class, he got pole in GTD. Oh, right. Okay. Well, we'll find out that in sound and vision in a wee while via imsaradio.com and imsa.tv, whether you're in the States or further afield. Uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, we'll have that for you in around about 15, 20 minutes. Congrats to RS1 on pool position for GS. It was Robert Rick Wiggins and Brian Hurd at Autosport. For TCR, Jeremy Shaw was with me, John Hindhoff, Shea in the pit. And uh, we'll take a quick breather and come back for more qualifying on Fast Friday next on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.